Alright, what is going on guys? We are back. Episode number 36 of the Chasing Waypoints podcast. And do we have an interesting show today? So, everybody out in the land of the Facebook has probably seen this and probably seen some press releases uh, floating around the interwebs. But... Well, looks like there's going to be another rally event before the end of the year. If you guys tuned into the last episode, we got to talk to Mason, Dan Bart, and uh, Happy Dave on what they're doing to help uh, Mason Klein get out to, to the car. But just right when that was happening, the information started flowing and the leaks started coming out, and it is official. Baja 1000 will have a pro moto rally class so probably a long long intro on what you guys are what is, what is he talking about what is he doing we're talking to andy kirker the man helping and responsible for this class and bringing it to baja for the baja 1000 that's the score international baja 1000 coming up in november so this is going to be pretty awesome. So tonight's episode, we'll be talking a little bit about the details and everything that's coming along with it and, and what we're planning and what we're doing. We're just two months away from the green flag on that one. This is the fabled Baja 1000. This is the one that everybody is after. This is the one where you want the trophy on the shelf. This is the Peninsula run. All the approvals and everything went through. There was a post from Score International on the website. And followed on their social media, we were able to see that, and it looks like it is go time, and it is heading down the peninsula. So we're going to talk a little bit about how we're going to do some rally stages up and down and mixing it up. So this is definitely going to be some some fun, fun times. I'm going to have to put the vacation request in for work. I'm not going to want to miss this and check it out and get to see some of these rally bikes dicing it up and some of the best that Baja has to offer. But anyway... Let's turn the party down. We're getting the link over to Andy, and we will get this show going. Have some fun. Talk over some details, and then you guys will be hearing this on Sunday, and it is game on. So this should be fun. So hang tight. Uh, Let's see if we can get Andy on the line. Turn down this party first. Like, going off here. Maybe i got to figure out a way to, like, you know, fade it out real smooth like that, you know? All pro DJ stuff and whatnot. That'd be kind of good. So let's see if we can get them over on the line here in just a second. All right, Andy, you there? Hey, Victor, how are you doing? <laughs> good. How are you, sir? Great. Excellent. Okay. So the cat is officially out of the bag. It official. <laughs> official. Officially. Uh, rally class at the Baja 1000. Promoto Rally Class. Promoto Rally Class. It's a unique hybrid race that I'm really excited about. Nice. So it, I mean, it's like instant blew up on social media, and then there was it just the post came out, and the the leak came out, and then it just. So, what is this about? What are we, what are we doing? What we're doing is we're welcoming the ability or the opportunity for rally racers to come do one of the largest races and well-known races in the world, the Baja 1000. 
We've opened our arms saying we're going to create a class for you guys that will embrace not only what you do, but what we do. So it's a hybrid. They're going to race the Baja 1000, and they're also going to be a rally at the same time. Okay. And so with that, uh, I'm, I'm imagining there's, there, you know, live, live race course, special sections, navigation. Right. So in a nutshell, um, they will race with the same rules as any other score racers do. Uh, it'll be a live clock. Um, but, uh, and the, but the difference that's going to set them apart, that's going to make it rally, is the fact that they're going to have to use road books to navigate portions of the course. Actually, all of the course, but it's going to be uh, mainly we're going to have special deviations that have their own waypoints, and uh, they'll have to navigate those in true rally fashion. Um, and they'll take them off the course, and then we'll bring them back onto the course further on. Um, and so they'll be doing uh, several deviations along the way as they're heading towards from Ensenada to La Paz. Nice. Nice. So this is... Wow. I mean, it, it's really cool. So this is going to be a, a, a test. I mean, and just kind of, you know, we talked earlier looking at it. This is this is huge because normally in Dakar, you're, you know, several hundred miles, several hundred kilometers a day. You stop, take a break, get the massage in, you know, get some food, <laughs> you know, that kind of thing. But this doesn't sound like that. No, this is... Um... Now, this is true Baja racing. It is a live clock. It's 1,100 miles long. Um, but it's a little different than the rally people are used to. Is you can have teammates. You don't have to do this solo. You can have up to five teammates, if you like, which we do. Um, I've been on teams, uh, multi-man teams, and uh, you know, it, it's, you, it's a different thing. Uh, if you're used to racing by yourself, but then you end up um, – calling some of your competitor friends and like, Hey, let's do this. You know, I'll look at like two or three guys and we'll, we'll put a team together and, and it creates camaraderie and uh, bench racing and planning and all the aspects of, of actual score racing um, that I'm used to. Um, it'll probably be foreign to, to the rally guys, but it's a really fun thing uh, that we're go- that they'll be able to experience. Yeah. yeah this is Okay. So I'm I'm thinking all right. So I need I need a couple riders that are fast on the Baja courses, and then I need some guys that know how to navigate. And I got the perfect team. <laughs> well, not quite. You're going to need some fast guys that know how to navigate. You're going to need some navigators that know how to to race. Because you know what the plan is is that. Um, well, let me back up. Everybody knows that um, score racing. The course is announced like a few weeks in advance. Uh, the GPS course is, 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 is handed out a couple weeks in advance, and then we have pre-running. Well, that's fine for the main course, and that's what, you know, everybody will have access to that, even in the rally class. They'll have the whole Baja 1000 course that everybody else races on available to them. They'll have a GPS on the bike. There's VCPs, which are virtual checkpoints, which are similar to waypoints, um, but that's the term that we use in Baja. And um, there's several, you know, lots of those are speed zones that we have to deal with. Um, all that will be like typical score Baja racing. But what's different, what's really different, and only for the rally class, is the roadbook navigation. They're going to have the roadbook in addition to the GPS. And what's going to happen is 
during most of the main course Baja racing, the road book will probably be sort of, um, I can't think of a better word, but kind of dumbed down because, um, you know, they always have a GPS and it's, plus we don't want to use up all the roll paper. Yeah. So um, when it gets to the deviations, mm-hmm. that's where it'll be detailed true navigation. So let's say you're, you're going along and then mile 60, all of a sudden, you know, the road book tells you to turn right when everybody else is going straight. It's like, well, they, oh, this must be a deviation. And then you're off to the, what you normally do. You know, you're find, finding, finding waypoints and um, hopefully um, uh, you don't get lost. <laughs> <laughs> right off into the sunset. And, and it's kind of how the, uh, who was it? Was it in Dust of Glory or in any Sunday that I'm trying to remember where they rode clear across the peninsula? You think I should know this? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so that, yeah, you don't you well, don't do. have to worry about getting lost. <laughs> well, there's certain places where it's only 50 miles from one coast to the other. It's pretty awesome. Nice. Um, it's pretty cool when you see the west coast and you're riding, and then you see the east coast. Of, you know the the water. It's it's very, nothing like it. Very very different. So okay, so this is this is huge. This is this is different. It's bringing bringing the rally aspect into the 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 sprint, and I mean the Baja One Thousand generally isn't considered a sprint, especially down the peninsula, uh, right? Unless you're the top bikes, then I don't know how they do it. Um, but yeah, they, they they have strategies. <laughs> they they have their riders. They figure out who's good at certain areas. They um, um, they have ways. Now the problem with the peninsula run is it's really hard or almost impossible to have a car stay with the lead bikes the bikes will they'll outrun the pit crews you got to have different pit crews along the way Mm -hmm. oh that's another thing you want to talk about you know pitting for instance um there's a service called baja pits that's been you know fantastic they're going to have something like 24 man pits that you sign up and and pay for your pitting service Mm -hmm. and they're about every 50 miles and they could they with your with your um the fee they they can, includes all your fuel and and water and stuff as you come in, um, so that's an easy way to handle your pits. So you don't have to worry about having uh, you know, a bunch of wives and 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 friends with cars trying to figure it out. So yeah, yeah it helps help uh, minimize the requirement of of manpower and do that. And I've and I've been around. I don't know how the Baja pits guys get into where they get into sometimes, but you'll be running you'll be running there's a race course and here's the 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 classic iconic you know baja pit sign in the yep, middle the of orange, nowhere the orange easy apps yeah yes and the big the big orange signs yeah. middle of nowhere yeah and 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 for the those playing the home game when we say middle of nowhere it's like the middle of nowhere the definition of it <laughs> it's pretty desolate and, in some areas it's yeah. really awesome it's yeah. it's it's the wild west it is you so, see things uh along the way that You'll see donkeys, you'll see cows, you'll see cars, you'll see spectators that you would never expect them. They're, they're probably 50 miles away from the nearest pavement or town, and they're just sitting on uh, on a rock just watching the race. Like, well, how'd that guy get there? <laughs> I haven't seen crazy. anyone in, in 100 miles, and here's this guy. <laughs> now, that's the beauty of Baja. That's kind of one of the reasons why, you know, when this idea came up of opening up the to the rally racers because it's a whole other demographic or segment of motorcycling that isn't doing and experiencing this. Yeah. And it, you know, anybody who races Baja falls in love with it. And even with the, the rallies you guys have done in Baja, you, you've got to get a taste of what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. There's just magical down there that it's 
crazy but awesome at the same time and it's, and it's beautiful yeah. and that so that kind of brings up uh i mean these it's interesting i mean with rally bikes right three 300 kilometer autonomous range um you know they they're the pitting and all of that stuff. I mean, you guys are pretty much leaving that kind of stuff open, but it's just, it's the biggest aspect is navigation or what's right now. We, we considered the, the, the fuel aspect, you know, we were trying to think how, you know, I want to make sure that they have enough rally aspect to it. So that it's just not, Oh, they're just, it's not a token rally. I mean, it's, I want it to be a really rally. Mm-hmm. So, um, but we were talking about the fuel and, and there's, well, part of the problem is it's really short notice. You know, we brought this in, um, and we're, we're shooting for the Baja 1000 because it is the point-to-point race. And if we weren't going to be able to get it this time, we'd have to wait two years at least before we're doing this again. And I just didn't want to wait. So the fuel aspect of it, um, we decided to let it go and just let it be open as far as they can pit with the Baja pits every 50 miles or they can take advantage of their larger capacity and skip a pit, um, whatever. We're going to leave it up to them because um, I just didn't want to complicate it too much um, being our first uh, go at it. I wanted to make sure we do what we're doing uh, correctly and safely. Good. So that, yeah. And and I could, I could see it because, yeah, how do you really – there's just so many, so many remote and desolate places. I think that, that the essence of it is is the navigation. I mean, it's right. Yeah. And going back to the fuel situation and if we did put a kind of stipulation on it, which we were going to originally, Mm -hmm. but now you have to monitor it. Now, how do you enforce it? And there are some ways. But again, it was just getting more complicated Mm -hmm. um, and it's doable. But I I, be honest with you, I I didn't want to burden score with more work than I'm already giving them because I'm really I'm 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 fascinated. I'm thrilled. And kind of shocked that they have opened up to this idea and 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 having a deviation in the course and having the uh, uh, the open mindedness that it, it's 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 really refreshing because um, they've embraced it and they're really willing to work with it and um, it's just it's, it's awesome that this thing is all coming together. And I mean and random like okay if you would have asked me six months ago hey score's gonna do a rally class for the baja 1000 <laughs> no no so we weren't how gonna did... do it six months ago <laughs> <laughs> so so how did this get started what 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 was the where did this start all right well it's it's really kind of a funny story um i have to give you a little bit of backstory first on why i'm involved with score yeah. and um it just started out uh uh, and a long story short, um, I was involved with the organization uh, in 2009. Uh, we had some issues. I got involved with um, uh, c- wanting to correct some issues. And I ended up uh, introducing uh, the VCP program and software uh, monitoring of, of the racers to SCORE. And um, was very involved with that and racing at the same time. Um, uh, fast forward to uh, nowadays... Um, I quit, uh, I'm 65 years old. I, I ended up finally quitting racing a couple of years ago. Um, and I found myself really bored, uh, as a spectator. And so I, I wanted to be involved with the organization again, because I have so much experience at both racing and, 
uh, with the scoring mechanisms, uh, G GPS files and auditing and things like that. So I approached the race director, Jose G, um, with an email and just introduced myself. So yeah, I used to race all the time, you know, which he knew. Um, uh, I, I briefly told him the story of how he got involved with the, the scoring programs and all that and the BCPs that I introduced the score. And I said, look, I, you know, I'm, I'm going out of my skull watching these races, not being involved. Um, I don't want to race anymore because I'm, I, I want to be involved on, a, on another level like I used to be. And he welcomed me. And so I've been working with him again for the last couple of years. And um, I've become really good friends with the race director and the other people in the organization and learned to understand how it works, what goes on, and and definitely dispel a lot of the myths that people think that, yeah, you know, uh, that what goes on there. But um, I, I see firsthand what's really what's you know how it operates. But in 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 my role there, I've I've become basically the uh, voice of the moto classes. Um, and with my experience on both sides of the scoring and of being a racer for forty years down there, um, I bring a lot to the table, and. Also, I think um, yeah, I know how to compartmentalize where I, I can be fair and do what the right thing is and not to play favorites with you know, who my friends are. And I think I have a lot more friends because of that because I am a fair and honest uh, uh, person and logical. And I think that Jose G sees that in me and has respects me for it. And we have great conversations on how to fix things with, uh, as we see them uh, and improve the sport. So, that, you know, coming to that... so. What happened was uh, an individual had uh, made a request to SCORE about maybe bringing in a twin-cylinder class of the motorcycles into SCORE racing. And so uh, Jose sent an email to me and goes, hey, what do you think about this? You know, let's talk about it. And so we ended up having a meeting, uh, and I think it was a Zoom with the guy, and we were talking about it. And we had like an hour-long conversation kind of kicking it around. Um, you know, the twin cylinders, 650 cc's and above, uh, different things. Um, and during that conversation, I just said, hey, while we're at it, why don't we bring, you know, look at doing a rally class? I mean, there's a whole segment out there of people that love dirt bike racing that aren't here. You know, they should be here. They should be doing what we're doing. It's awesome. And the conversation shifted to that a little bit, and we kind of kicked it around and and um, you know, a few few weeks later, the more the more we talked about it, the more we found interest in the rally side, and the more people I talked to, how we would do it and what it would take, um, it just started getting momentum. And unfortunately, the other class, which we call the hooligan class, got put to the wayside. And now the rally thing just came out of that meeting, and it's uh, uh, it's what we here we are today. Um, what's been really cool, and I've, I've uh, meeting a lot of the rally people um, on phones or in person and getting their advice and just telling them what our plan is and what do I need to know and how do we do it and, and brainstorming with them. And I have met some of the top rally guys in your sport, and they're all awesome. And they've been really helpful and I've, I kind of see a trend where they have this methodical mindset and logical and, and probably, you know, I get, I'm starting to realize that I think rally is kind of an intellectual sport, you know, it's cool. Uh, you got, you got to be on your game with a road book. 
because you can ride off into the sunset before you know it. <laughs> I mean, the list of people that have been helping me, um, you know, learn how to, what it's going to do for this race to put it together. And don't forget, I only have two months to do this. Yeah. Uh, you know, Mike Johnson's been really helpful. I've spoken with Scott Bright, Johnny Campbell. I met Toby Price and spent 20 minutes talking to him about it. Ricky Brabeck, was, uh, was, I've spoken with him about it. Uh, Stefan Rosner, Rosner, I think it's from Bosnia. Uh, Chavo um, Salvateria mm-hmm. is from, I think he's done Dakar eight times. I mean, all these people have been advising and putting in their two cents. And um, we've co- taken all that information and compiled it into what we're doing now, all with the um, mindset of trying to make it as easy on score as I can and trying to make it as attractive as I can to the rally guys and just kind of blending that together and trying to 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 put out this this unique product yeah well i mean yeah it's it for anybody anybody and everybody i mean obviously the baja 1000 is a household name i mean that that's mm-hmm. just maybe people dust to glory all of the movies all the stuff all the documentaries um it, it just it, it, the name is there and the event and the prestige of the event but now it's you're adding another another layer to it you're 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 adding a unique feature to it that is not uh, it, it, it's unique, right? We've, we've, we've talked about unique, but <laughs> it's unique. <laughs> yeah. Very unique. And then, and not only that, but you know, like you mentioned earlier, like, okay, so now we're talking about running a, a rally factory bike, you know, the, the end goal, right? is a factory bike for 1100 miles straight at pace, right. live clock, no bivouac, mm-hmm. no, well, the bivouac's at the end. There's a few, <laughs> yeah. Choice places in 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 La Paz or Cabo or wherever we're, we're headed to for this year, uh, La, Paz. La Paz, La Paz. Um, but it, this is gonna it's it's uh it's interesting. I mean, yeah, and, and so many miles covered. Um, you know, and, and so there's, I mean, ha- well, you know what you're saying about like the 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 distance, the bikes nowadays are are amazing. They're they're really well built. Um, yeah, there's some problems occasionally, but but compared to the old days, you know, I mean, the attrition rate when I used to first when I first started racing down there was at least fifty percent, and now it's 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 amazing how many finishes there are. Yeah, yeah. Well, the the technology and and that's something that's I mean, the technology is only making everything that races desert faster. The, the the trucks right. are getting faster. The bikes are getting faster. You know the the trucks seem to be growing exponentially in speed. Um, they are, and so it's it's the the keeping ahead of the game. Um, so I don't you know that might be something. I don't I don't know if there there's been this conversation about it. Is like how would this play in when when you're sending bikes on a different course and then coming back to the race course? Yeah, we're taking that in, in big consideration because uh, we're taking the assumption that the navigating is going to slow them down a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that in order to make up for that slowdown, um, we're going to carefully use these deviations to in ways to help advance them up the course. So we'll, maybe they'll have more highway miles than the other court racers will, or maybe they'll, they'll have a shorter, um, they'll be cut off like a certain loop that's kind of looping back to the highway, but we can cut that off and advance them. Our goal is to try and keep them within the same mix of all the other racers. So they're not uh, becoming stragglers. Mm-hmm. And that, and, and, and having this, I mean, it, it makes it, I mean, just big picture logistically wise, 
the the course planned accordingly makes that very possible where right now where if everybody's running the same course you know it's i know there's like the sportsman cutoffs and stuff like that but you generally don't send the right. dogs down that yeah <clears throat> so yeah since everyone's um well this race it, it's uh it weaves around highway one going down the peninsula so you kind of have some options it's uh nice. not unlike a dollar bill sign yeah, and the, high, <laughs> you know, the course is going around the, the loopy part, and the the highway is kind of the straight part. Yeah, and and I mean, in either way, I mean, it's well, we all know Baja is just this horrible place that nobody wants to visit anyway, right? <laughs> he said that yeah, sarcastically. Don't tell, any, don't tell anybody. <laughs> it's a horrible place. Don't yeah, come. Here. Don't. <laughs> no. This. So I mean, this is yeah. This, this is. I I think it's definitely very unique, and so I caught a couple of hints in there. So. You've taken a green flag at these events, then I take it. Yeah, I've taken several. <laughs> um, <laughs> okay, <laughs> I've been racing down there for God, I don't know, almost fifty years, oh, and wow. um, I probably I don't I took a break for maybe twenty years, but I probably I've done at least forty score races. Um, I've had I've been on uh, six or seven championship teams. Um, probably put in more miles or team miles than any other rider on, on in the 50 class teams. Um, been on, uh, been with Jim O'Neill's teams for the whole time. Um, and, uh, never raced a car. So, um, been on two wheels. I've tasted, I've tried to, uh, driving the car down there and, I've come to the realization that bikes are, are the best. It's the best sport on the planet. <laughs> yeah. it, it's very um, different for sure. You know, I had, I took that break. Um, you know, my history is I started out desert racer, became pretty successful. And, um, for back you know, in district 37 desert racing. And back then the next step, once you've reached the, you know, sort of the top, the next step was Baja. That was like our Super Bowl or our Supercross or whatever you want to call it. It was the the big time was the Coda Baja and race. And you know, I did several races in the, during the seventies and early eighties. Um, and then at, at that time in my career, I, I just tried to be a um, I wanted to be a motocrosser. So I completely stopped doing desert and and concentrated fully on motocross. And um, had some success there where I was able to um, qualify for AMA Nationals. And uh, I even did a few Supercross races. Um, you know, I didn't win them, obviously, but um, it was good for me to get there. But when I got there, they were really good. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, and so I have a really well-rounded um, uh, motorcycle background. And then um, during that time, I had a roommate that got paralyzed and. I was about 28 years old at the time, and I, I kind of took the wind out of my sails. I, and I kind of felt like it's kind of, you know, at the end of my career as as being a top pro, it could be. And so I took a break from motorcycles and did some jet ski racing and, and mountain bike racing. And I ended up doing in my 40s um, a sport called adventure racing, which was it's kind of like a off-road triathlon with a team of three people. And you navigate uh, uh, like with mountain biking and trail running and kayaking and mountaineering. And what, why I'm telling you all this is because another component of adventure racing is navigation. Mm -hmm. We used uh, maps. We weren't allowed GPSs. We had waypoints. There. And um, so I have a little bit of navigational background that 
So I'm not a complete dummy when it comes to this, but I certainly no expert in, in rally. Mm. Um, it, it sounds like you've talking to talked to a couple of people that know a, a thing or two about that one orange bike riding mullet guy. Yeah. You know, that mullet guy, doing in Baja, but, um, <laughs> You know, um, with that funny accent, I could hardly understand him, but he was really interested in this concept. We talked for about 20 minutes, and uh, it was all positive. I mean, in fact, you know, most people, that they look at this a little bit cross-eyed and skeptical. That, well, what about this? And, you know, I've been spending two months of my life just day and night just thinking about every aspect of it and talking to people and coming up with solutions for every little thing. And, you know, I'm not going to say it's perfect, but... It's, it's a, most of it's been thought through. And one of the things that's been really fortunate, um, it all kind of fell into place really easy. First of all, you know, how do we deal with navigating with the scoring? Like, how do we have separate course on this course when we're already used to scoring, you know, with one? And they all, they, oh, no problem. We do that already with other classes or this other, you know, the sportsmen or other kind of racing. We've already done it. So that, that was a, a, oh, that was easy. You know, so the Stella guy has that completely worked out. Then I was thinking, well, how do we get the road books? Who does that? Oh, is this going to be a big deal? Well, guess what? One of Scores employees is a roadbook um, guy. He that's all he does on his spare time is is rallies and roadbooks. So I instant instant and uh, roadbook expert at my disposal. So that problem was solved. Um, so it uh, it got lucky in a lot of ways, but it's all coming together. It's like it's like it's meant to be. Yeah, all all the little pieces are, are fine, and, and then you know, like any good business, right? You got the right people around you, and then that's what's going to help you. Yeah, I got great people around me. I mean, the the, the interest level has been been really positive. Um, mm-hmm. Any of the skepticism after a couple uh, rounds of just you know explaining turns into oh, okay, I get it now. You know, yeah. but the thing got to look at it. You know, it's not a rally. It's not a score Baja. It's a brand new thing. And it could just really just go viral. I mean, it could be a big thing. And it could be the future of, of our sport because as land access becomes an issue, marked courses might be a problem. Um, you know, the rally aspect and, you know, and maybe even stages. You know, I'm not really looking forward to these changes, but maybe those would be necessary changes mm-hmm. Um in order to keep sport alive, you know, this could be part of evolution of it right now, right before our eyes. Yeah. Well, it, it allows, you know, it, it allows, uh, options. The, the course isn't marked, which means that it could limit the spectating into certain areas. It could, you know, uh, it help on that, uh, you know, especially if, if there's property owners out there, or landowners that are a little bit anxious of that, you know, and, and having people on Absolutely. the property. Um, I, mean, I can see the advantages, but I just hate to see that, the what I'm used to, the fun of live racing, the the I don't know. It's we're trying to preserve the regular Baja, but um, this is a way of introducing both to people. Um, yeah. I don't know. I think it's a win-win. I mean, yeah. the fact that you can you can do a, this, which is going to be a really long, tough, hard, and prestigious rally, is also the Baja 1000. You get a Baja 1000 finisher pin. Yeah, you can win prizes. I mean, Rottweiler Performance is who makes products for um, rally bikes and um, uh, adventure bikes. 
is our is our um, primary title sponsor for this class. They got a five thousand dollar cash purse, three thousand dollars for first place, fifteen hundred dollars for second place, five hundred dollars for third place, and two hundred fifty dollar uh, gifts. Uh, certificates uh, and for fourth and fifth place. Um, I mean, that's a generous uh, uh, sponsorship. Yeah, talk about talk about the the right people and then getting serious. <laughs> was, yeah, all right. Yeah. What do we got? Chris, Chris's company wants to. Um, they want to see this happen because yeah. it's for it's a way for Chris to be back involved in Baja because he used to um, race Baja. Like I was saying, we met down there in two thousand eight and became friends. I watched his company Rottweiler just grow leaps and bounds is really successful and now he wants to give back to the sport it's awesome yeah i'm i'm, I'm working on it I'm, I'm pretty much uh i asked him for the account number so i could just start direct depositing my check into it so there you go <laughs> yeah. he's a philanthropist now <laughs> yeah there you go yeah no he like yeah there's uh we've talked and i my my story with him and that's what i was like oh, this guy's cool is where we were at sonora rally and he he designed and built this tower for the the new uh the new electronic road book uh, from the, the ICO camp. And yeah, I heard about that. And I looking at this thing and I'm going, how long did it take? It is like, this was done in like a week and I go, dude, this thing is crazy. He just looks at me and says, well, do I look like I fuck around? And I was like, <laughs> that sounds like Chris. You should hey. see his shop. It's a beautiful shop. They've got oh. uh, six or seven CNC machines. I mean, they make beautiful parts. Um, he's like a mad scientist. He gets, he has more focus than anybody I've ever met. He'll take an idea and he'll spend, you know, 30 hours at his, at his desk designing it and figuring it out and then making it. And his attention to detail is amazing. Uh, you know, you know, you've made and you know, you've walked into one of those shops when the door handles on the cabinets are your logo. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I see that in the videos that he, that they do, which is awesome. Like, I did the uh, I did the intake on my 790, and if it wasn't for that video, I probably would have bolted it to the exhaust. But, <laughs> um, but yeah, well, I just watch it. While we're on that subject, you know, the fact that Rottweiler came in and pretty much raised the bar for prize money for just one class mm-hmm. um, is kind of I think it's spurring interest from other classes. For instance, um, Daniel Velasquez at Carrera 777 in Ensenada, mm-hmm. um, he's getting. Um, He's a, the distributor for um, Fast House and Night Rider. He's getting interest in getting those kind of people to kick in and start sponsoring um, uh, this event. Um, I think Maxima Oils is is uh, got cash prizes for the moto classes. Mm-hmm. Um, it's starting to, uh, to people are starting to see Baja again. You know, yeah, COVID is kind of over in in a sense that it's opened up. There's no border issues. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I have a, a, a second house down there, so I'm in Baja a lot. During COVID, everyone's talking about, oh, are you afraid of the border problem? I've been down, I've been counting. I've been down there 21 times since COVID started. Yeah. And and nothing. I mean, it's a, I haven't, I have yeah. I've yet to run into it. And, and I, uh, you know, we, we can well, graze on that. But I think that they're like, I've gone down to Valle Guadalupe and into the restaurants and all that stuff. And they wipe the tables in front of you. like they're they're serious. No, their their cleanliness and enforcement around COVID is is more strict than than California for yeah. sure. Yeah, they've done a you know I think it's the laws are maybe more strict for the for the restaurants, but they adhere to it more, and I respect mm-hmm. that. Yeah, oh, ab- absolutely. But yeah, like you said, I mean, it's like I've I've traveled 
to and from unimpeded. Never been asked a single question about COVID in in, no. in either direction. No. So, and Ensenada is one of the safest cities in Mexico. Um, it's it's it's. I go there a lot. I feel almost. You know, I I feel safer than I would in in some of Southern California places. Well, and then you got the 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 food and the beer, which I'll blame roughly twenty two. <laughs> yeah, roughly about twenty two and a half of my pounds on. But you know, it's you know you have it's like you have everything you know everything there it's the perfect town to to get away with and and then to start this thing you know and and, and you know we through. mentioned the word safety i want to touch on a subject for instance yeah. um you know this is a big long race and i'm not sure i i'm sure dakar is is, is we got a lot of infrastructure and safety but you know i don't know what the, some of the smaller rallies uh, are like that but i can tell you for from score uh, safety is, is high priority. But you know that they have over 600 course workers for this event. They probably have uh, somewhere between 25 and 40 ambulances stationed all up and down the the route. They have two helicopters with EMTs in them. And uh, the last race, they even gave me command of one of the helicopters to um, to scout and lead uh, and 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 chase for the lead bikes and. And clear the path and, and be there if anything happens. Um, I mean, SCORE is really stepping it up for the moto classes now. And safety is high priority. We have speed zones on the highways that are um, so that we're not going 100 miles an hour in, 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 um, like we used to in the old days. Yeah, yeah. It, it's, it's definitely roping, roping, people, roping people in. And that, and, you know, okay, so that's, that's actually a really good point. And it's like if you're up there. Go ahead. There's one more safety point I want to add. Um, they have the you know, Stella devices, which have um, you know, satellite communication. We're monitoring uh, in the in the war room at the start finish line where you know, I often work, and we've got live satellite tracking on everybody. It's not the same as what you see in the public. We're seeing you know real time data, not the ten set, not the ten minute jump aheads like you see on on the public website. Mm-hmm. Um, we, so we're we're monitoring. We can we can see where everybody is at any given time, and we can communicate. We can even uh, you know send messages through the Stella. Also, the riders themselves have a secondary device called a Spica, um, which is also a satellite recording and recording device. So if the rider were to even get separated from their bike, they have a way of of hitting an SOS button, and we can rescue them. So as far as being a really dangerous thing, it's also really safe compared to what it could be. Yeah. Yeah. We, there's, there's multiple forms of communication and, and multiple things. And I, I've worked more with the rally comp, so I'm more familiar with the platform and being able to mess, but it's huge. Just having the yeah. ability to message and having the ability to know where people are at. Um, I know that the Stellas do have the push to pass as well. So they're, you know, if you, you're behind somebody and uh, you can send them the alert. Um, exactly. You know, hey, I'm here. You know, and so yeah, this is. And speaking, uh, yeah, it's really cool. And speaking of rally comp, you know, Mike Johnson, um, who I believe is, you know, he's that's his 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 thing. Um, he's been really helpful in in, in being and mentoring me on this. And one of the things he offers up, he does uh, rally schools, and he's offering up maybe to to help anybody that's new in the rally that wants to do this class to. They'll probably put together a school or a classroom type environment to help help people kind of understand what they need to do to get ready for this big event. Mm-hmm. Um, there's uh, we're going to have special uh, rally 
class only meetings at the at the writers meetings and that's where we'll be handing out the road books the road books mm-hmm. um so they're not they're, they'll have some time to look at them but not very much time they won't be able to pre-run them that's for sure yeah well no that's yeah and that that's what um i mean th- this is awesome and i mean i just thought about it. oh this is perfect so it's like even the the teams um the smaller the smaller teams right I believe this in rally at the normal rally raids, but it evens out the playing field because once it comes to navigation, no GPS files, it's not about who can hold it pinned the longest. Right. Or absolutely. is willing to. You know. Oh, and speaking of waypoints, um, I, I can't say at this point because it's not signed up yet, but there's a sponsor that wants to um, have a navigational prize, like a, like a, the most waypoints hit versus like how you finish overall, you know, okay. um, prize for that class. So this class is getting more attention than I think the other classes might get jealous. I don't know. <laughs> it's getting a lot of attention. Well, and so and, and one of the things that it could do, um, you know, it, it, it possibly could start a whole new format of racing. Um, again, it's a hybrid. If you think about it, I, I used to do a lot of this, what we'd call Grand Prix racing, which is kind of a long course, sort of moto-y, sort of desert-y course called, uh, called Grand Prix. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of people are familiar with SRA Grand Prix that Glen Helen or the District uh, 37 puts on uh, the Big Six. Now it's called the National uh, Grand Prix Championship Series. Um, but um, if you think about that, they're a hybrid between moto and desert, and now it's a whole thing on its own maybe you know pro moto rally could become this could be the start of something new that we don't even realize it's happening right in front of our eyes yeah yeah it has it has that component it has the sprint race component and then it has the navigational component and yeah maybe this year it's a team event next year it's not or maybe you get both i don't know yeah we we considered it we wanted you know i know rally guys are pretty tough but the 1,100 miles of straight Baja is really tough also. <laughs> and we don't want to scare everybody away. So at yeah. this point, we, we decided not to put a rider limitation on it, um, you know, which we don't really have on the other classes anyway. So um, that may change in the future. We start, may start limiting. I mean, when I first started racing, um, we had a limitation. It was two riders. When I did the 1,000 back then, like, uh, like I had Scott Harden for a teammate. We were just discussed. We were like, Okay, I'll do the start. You do the finish. You know that was it. That was your plan. You know, <laughs> you know I do five hundred miles. You do five hundred miles. Yeah, problem solved. <laughs> yeah. So the so then I got there's two questions that I have. So if okay. you decided to sign up for this and be like, well, I'm just going to ride the whole thing myself. Eleven hundred miles, new class. I'm going to do the rally navigation part of it, and I'm going to do the the traditional score part of it. Um, do you get the Ironman? finishing uh metal um that hasn't been officially discussed okay. i'm gonna say probably not okay um because there already is an iron man class that's not part of the rally component mm-hmm. and there's several crazy iron man people out there that are going to do this the full way in fact one of my friends uh, giovanni spinali Mm-hmm. Um, who's the 50 class champion almost um, it's going to be because he's won all three of the races so far um, because they got a big point lead I believe he's going to as driver record just start the his 50 class team bike um, and just do a short distance and then jump back onto an Ironman bike and try and win two classes there we go 
Okay. He's going to Iron Man the thousand and hopefully win the fifty class at the same time. <laughs> nice. Well, that's all right. All right. So we're setting set some goals there. No, so the rally guys, um, you know, they should if they're good enough to go a thousand miles solo, they should try and win that that three thousand dollar prize. Yeah. Just make it. Yeah. Meet uh, meet Chris at the uh, at the other end, shaking hands. Yeah. They have a margarita waiting for him. There we go. Yeah, that that should also be part of the Chris. If you're listening, that's now part of the rules. Also, it's got to be a margarita involved. Mandatory. That's going to be part of the uh, <laughs> uh, special test. It'll be uh, every every deviation is a margarita. Ah, the, yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay, for every every waypoint, how about that? And and it's payable on the end. <laughs> no, no waypoints are tacos. Oh, okay. Oh man. <laughs> so so the the other. The other other question is, uh, so it's been a long standing thing of mine that it would be awesome to see them, but I doubt it will ever happen. But this is bringing the big bikes back to Dakar with that big bikes, meaning over, you know, that 700 CC limit. I think, you, no, it's a 650 CC limit, right? For this class. Yeah. And the reason we did that, we originally were, we're trying to make it, uh, similar to rally racing with like the car with his 450 but we thought well we, there's guys that have you know dual sports like like 510s and we don't want to eliminate those guys and then we're we're so we'll make it 525 because there's old ktms that are 525 out there mm-hmm. then we thought well wait there's guys with 650s that do baja and stuff and I've seen pictures of guys with 650s and towers. We don't want to eliminate those guys, so yeah. let's make it 650 Smaller. then. So, <laughs> yeah. We want to make it easy. We want to make it easy for people yeah. to join this class and experience not only the Baja 1000, but also get introduced to rally, perhaps, mm-hmm. or maybe rally people introduce stuff to us. I mean, it's it's a it's a it's we're we're we're, we're melding two different disciplines and different groups of people together. And it could be an international, I mean, it already is an international event, but it could become a big international rally. And for those of you that are, um, you know, in Europe listening to this or Canada, there's um, uh, a, a guy in, uh, that is on our um, uh, on our uh, Facebook page that we put an announcement up for. He's got um, several Re- uh, ready to go race bikes. So he's got a rental program available, so you can fly in and pay and play, and fly back out without you want to deal with customs. Nice. Uh, I'm I'm going to go out on a limb here. Is that uh, Poncho Yes Pro? It is. It is. I, I've just gone <laughs> a blank on there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. No, he's uh, he's a cool guy. And yeah, I saw the uh, I saw the video. He did a promo video, and I saw he's got uh, he's got a few new bikes there. Some Huskies, I believe. Yeah, it looks great. The video is awesome. Um, I put a link. Uh, he's advertised on the Pro Moto Rally Facebook group page, so everybody check that out. That's where we're going to use that as a as an informal um, uh, swap and share information. And you can look for other teammates there. You can get, find out where you can buy products like uh, you know rally equipment, or you need um, things like you said, rental or or. or uh, pit support and it's a place where everybody can talk and talk rally and talk a thousand and and get their their plan together yeah. got two months let's get <laughs> let's get it going yeah and and you know that's actually that's a really good point so you have the 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 facebook group promoter rally um 
which is cool because I will kind of do the the bivouac thing because that's one of the other things with the whole rally raid thing is right is like yeah it's we are competitors but at the same time like they help each other the the you know they understand the desolate nature of this and and helping you know not leaving somebody behind and and doing that so I think that's that's a cool place you know to, for people to kind of start meeting because once the race starts obviously it's going to be live clock but you know right. everybody will know everybody so that's yeah I I joined it earlier when I. I I heard or I saw it pop up. I'm like, what's this? Yeah, I saw it. Uh, <laughs> thank you. I saw the tag for the the chasing waypoints thing. And I was like, oh, OK. And yeah, so yeah, that that's going to be awesome. And yeah, that's a really good point. You know, yeah, if there's because I don't know what's going on with the restrictions in Canada. I hear they can fly. Um, this is all speculated. I, you know, they they're obviously going to know better, but I can hear they can fly over. But the problem is crossing the bikes, their bikes over may be an issue. Um, right. Yeah. And I've heard that some other events or something where people had issues with customs and this is a workaround for that. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, and if you think about it, people um, to do a rally of this magnitude, um, I mean, the cost compared to trying to go do it at Dakar, it's got to be 10 times less expensive. Oh yeah. (laughs) Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's, um, down the peninsula, you have the hotels, you have all of that stuff. Yeah, it, it's still you're going to need the logistics. You'll need some chase crews and stuff like that. But no, by no means. I've I've heard numbers is like hundred thousand, hundred and thirty thousand for Dakar, if you're going to do yeah. it. Yeah, you know, and as yeah, you know, <laughs> yeah, I mean, you could spend that down here, but you're going to get pretty close to running the entire season. At, you, you might know. own the country. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's but a that's a chunk. Yeah. The other sure. thing, you know, I was just thinking about this. It wouldn't be a bad idea for some of the rally people to maybe bring in, um, you know, experienced Baja people on their team, teach them some navigation, um, try and figure out maybe, you know, try and get second guess where we're going to put the nations, you know, just by using. Google Earth and what have you, there's certain limitations that you can't do or whatever. So you could probably, you know, come up with a strategy and put an experienced racer in places that where the navigation part wouldn't hurt as much if he, if he blew it. Mm-hmm. But what I'm saying is by having experienced Baja people on your team, um, they know all about, you know, dealing with you know, pitting and and getting your, your vehicles onto the live without causing an issue, um, how to deal with getting gas along the way and how to deal with hotels and the restaurants and, you know, they have the experience. So it would be a good way to, to incorporate experience into your team because it is a team aspect now. Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. And I, I'm, I'm serious as I'm looking at it, I'm just thinking literally is that, that, that special stage, that, that deviation within it is the, is the balancing point. I mean, I, it is. you know, being on it, I mean, uh, the equalizer. Yeah. I mean, you put like, uh, Colton Udall. You put Colton Udall on a bike, and if he was, like I always say the same thing, is even if he was only allowed to go to second gear, I still couldn't catch him. He's just that fast. But this... Colton's amazing. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I always laugh when he says, oh, yeah, I'll probably ride like 600 miles, I think, is going to be my stint. Like, in just a shot. I mean, he, the the stints that this guy does is just insane. I, well, I don't know if you heard, but on the podium um, at the last race, he, he put it out there that he and his partner uh, uh, are going to just do two man for the Baja 1000. That's it. And they're challenging everybody in the pro class to do the same. Yeah. 
and have a real man's race like the old days. We'll see if it happens or and not. That is some straight MAN stuff right there because yeah. uh, <laughs> not not saying that, you know, I, I, listeners, I'm not saying anything, but that is like some gnarly stuff because um, I remember the days when I first started riding a dirt bike with my buddy and it was like, if I went 10 miles, I was proud of myself. I wanted the, the brownies and the beer when I got back, you know, it, it, but you know, you're, you're kind of hitting on what the beauty of riding a dirt bike is. You you ride to your best, to your ability. Mm-hmm. And being riding to the edge of your ability is that exciting zone. If you're just a slow little novice, you you reach that zone easy, you know, that that edge. But it's just as exhilarating as if you're a top pro reaching your edge. Yeah. You know, that's, a, that's the beauty of bikes. You put, yeah. And, and. You you mentioned earlier too about talking about uh you know driving the race car or or being in a car versus being on a bike and the the people that have never ridden a bike it's I don't want to exclude them with this statement but it's you don't know you could drive the same road a billion times your commute home on a motorcycle versus a car is completely different <laughs> so yeah so, is so the I had desert. a chance to drive about two hundred and fifty miles um uh, in Baja in a in a real race car. And um, that was just a few months ago. And I was testing for something to see if I wanted to get involved with a program um, with you know, car racing. Um, and it's a very capable car. It had something like uh, you know, 27 inches of travel and you know, good motoring. Very capable. Um, and it was fun. It was really fun. But, the, but this feeling that I had, you know, you've got, you got a five-point harness. You've got a net you've got to put up. You've got... Um, communication um you really you can't affect the way the only thing you can do is your your feet and steering wheel i mean the way with the bike we're using our whole body attention of the bike and it's doesn't work that way in a car and i miss that and yeah the cars are fun and everything i suppose a trophy truck would be even fun but it's not the same. I mean, I made me realize there is nothing in my mind better than riding a bike in Baja. Yeah. Yeah. I can the uh, for those of you that haven't experienced it, Cameron Steele calls it the uh, never, never or Neverland uh, with, <laughs> with the bosom trees on, on a motorcycle. That is some of the most epic sunsets. And just, even if you're just riding the highway, not even in the dirt, just riding the highway through there is awesome at sunset. So, uh, this will be a perfect opportunity to probably do, do it again. <laughs> yeah. You're not going to miss this. No. Yeah. This is, yeah. The, tom- tomorrow, the, uh, the, the email's going out that I'm going to need some time off in November. <laughs> the more you go down there, the more you go down there. That's what happens. Yeah. You just get hooked on it. Um, yeah. you know, the, the, all I can say is that the rally guys that are going to come to Baja for the first time, just talk to pros like myself or other people that have done it a million years. We have so much knowledge in our head unloaded. We want to give it to people not get hurt. We want to help them enjoy the experience. We love it. We want to pass it on. It's our passion. Yeah. No, this is, uh, well, and, and so on that was where, so is, would the pro moto rally group on Facebook be the best place to get a hold of you or, or for me? Yeah. Um, okay. Personally. Um, and then, now, Gore's website, you know, what is it, Score, uh, I'm sorry, score-international.com is all, where all the official information is, um, you know, as far as signing up and looking at the rules. 
and really, and speaking of rules, read the rules. You know, three. There's a lot of that you need to, and it's all doable. Stand and recognize and reckon those rules. You know, there's a, you know, there's oh. and sometimes you know, but there for a reason they're the and um just i'm just saying just read them make sure you understand don't take stuff for granted <laughs> yeah well and and that's uh and and i don't know I, I don't know if you're moving around a little bit but it's it's cutting out just a hair um oh apologize yeah no worries and um so that's that's an uh important thing so for somebody like i remember with the score races the drivers meeting was always a big was always a big deal you know, you had had to be at the driver's meeting because that's where the course changes were. That's where the last minute stuff that you needed to know was there. Yeah, that's still the case. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's also because of electronic. We've got, um, you know, we can put out bulletins. Uh, the score, the, the, any course changes can be uploaded on, uh, you know, your, on GPX files quickly. And, and so, but, but yeah, the, 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 the riders and drivers meetings are mandatory. You know, either driver record or representative has to be there. Um, and you don't want to miss them because they're, you know, it's part of the thing. You get to sit there and sit next to people that are famous, like Robbie Gordon or, you know, uh, Bryce Menzies, who's winning everything in the Red Bull truck. And we could be on a little tiny $7,000 beat up motorcycle and be sitting next to a guy that's driving a million and a half dollar truck and just talk to him about, you know, Oh, did you see that rut right by mile ninety-seven? You know, it's just we're just Baja talk. You know? Yeah, yeah. In the end, you know, everybody's every everybody's on the same same playing field. You know, there. Yeah, you know, just talking. Yeah, that's. that's I don't know any other sport that you can get that close to the to the factory. You know, the the stars like that. You know, it's so they're so accessible. Yeah. Yeah, and and everybody you know is is, is willing to help. I mean, if he's this was back in the day, but you know, I remember uh, the story of my dad and and my mom. They were in the five sixteen hundred, and Mark Post runs over and try and helps change the tire. You know, oh, on, cool. on a on a yeah. Baja bug. You know, it's like and he's he is, famous. And yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. So it's like it, it's uh, whether honestly, I mean the the obviously the the. Uh, Bivouacs and a rally raider are, are different, but still Baja is not behind on that. That you know, everybody tries to help each other out when they can and and, and you know, there's the there's the racer's favor, you know. For for me yeah. for me here in this section, but it'll probably be you the next section. So you know, there's Yeah, it's it's fun. It really is. And and what's amazing is the little what I call these little cities that just pop up in the middle of nowhere, like maybe the course comes across a, a a road crossing and then all these people are there for a short period of time but there's there's all these lights and fires and, and music and barbecues and vendors even you know there's there's even places on the course where they got a guy's made a margarita margarita vending uh, tricycle uh, thing like a like a like a little vending uh, what do you call those things like a street vendor you know of margaritas out in the middle of nowhere on the course you know where these little cities pop up it's just it's just magical. Yeah. So we yeah. need to Yeah. We it's need... something that um the rally community community once they get a taste of this, it, they're gonna be hooked. Oh yeah. No, I think that uh like I mean this is a new uh the new concept, right? Now you're, now you're gonna blend the two 
the two sports together and and in uh in this hybrid thing and i think that it's going to balance it out for for people i mean it, it will give opportunities to the guys that have always raced rally here's a little bit of my strong suit mixed with a little bit of their stuff and vice versa so i think that this is going to be a uh And you you know what else it's going to do? It's going to increase interest in rally besides, you know, bringing rally to our side. It's got like, I never really gave it much thought until now I'm really involved. You know, it's like, I think I'm going to start doing this. You know, it's fun. Uh, Um, It's going to show, it's going to bring a lot of, it's peak a lot of interest that way. So it's going to be, I mean, all of us want more participation, you know, and um, it just helps, I think. Yeah. I think that, uh, you better be careful because next thing you know, you're going to be in Texas at rally camp with Mike Johnson. <laughs> I've already been invited. Ah, there you go. <laughs> I'm ready to go. There you go. Yeah. So definitely, uh, definitely. Uh, I, you know, it's interesting. I'm, I'm just thinking, I'm like, how, how do you kind of share the experience of like if somebody right now was in Europe and listening to this or they're, they're in Canada. I know a lot of the Canada guys know Baja, but um, you know, dust to glory is obviously the, one of the, the ones that's a great one. Yeah. And then I just saw, I don't know if you've seen it, the one with uh, Larry Jankowski, Jan- Jansky, that in, Into the Dust. I just watched I haven't one. seen those yet. I want to watch it, but I haven't seen them yet. Yeah. Um, one way to do that would be, like, say you're in Europe and you want to see, what's this Baja thing they're always talking about? Maybe start Googling um, you know, Baja, like the last race, and just look at some of the in-car camera that's out there, and you'll see how the course lined with spectators and things. And it's just, it's really amazing. Nice. And then the, the other thing that I don't think um, we've touched on yet that, you know, there's some good portion of this race is going to be run at night. Ooh, the fun stuff. I like riding at night. You know, I love night riding and people think, Oh, you know, you got to have really good eyes if you can see at night. No, you got to have really good lights. Mm-hmm. You don't, you don't use night vision to use lights. Yeah. And, <laughs> and, um, True. You know, we've got vendors that, that put, you know, Baja Designs makes lights. A friend of mine, uh, Dennis Green at DMG, makes makes uh, Baja light uh, fixtures and things. And and um, uh, we can get people hooked up with good lights. The uh, But it's beautiful. The race will probably, you know, unofficially, I don't the time, I think, is going to be 2 a.m. It's going to be start. Um, so it'll be a few hours of dark in the beginning. You know, race all day, finish in the dark again. Um you know, it's it's going to be a challenge. Now, obviously, we're going to take consideration uh, you know, the difficulty of the deviations, uh, whether daylight or, or nighttime, too, just because you know we're, we've got to be we've got to be safety first. So yeah, no, of course, and I mean that's yeah, riding riding a bike in Baja is inherently dangerous. It's just it's it's part of it, but that's you know anywhere riding a bike to the Seven Eleven is also dangerous. You know. Yeah, there's some safety. I mean, it's, it's kind of funny, but one of the reasons why we start in the morning, I mean, early like that, is it actually is safer in the aspect that you don't have um, the, the crazy amount of spectators at the start at 2 a.m. in the morning. You, know, you don't have people, um, drunk guys doing weird things that, uh, unexpectedly. Yeah, yeah. so you, you've got to, you don't have cars going backwards on the course as much at 2 a.m. as you would at 9 a.m. And you and if they are, you can see their headlights. So it's, it's in a sense, it's actually safer to get the bikes out of town and on the route. Um, uh, it, it actually turned out to be safer. Yeah, getting, getting them out there. So 
the I think the my my closing one it is, and I I always remember this. Uh, we have one downstairs, the Baja uh, trophies. We gonna get uh, we gonna get Chris to make one from Rottweiler. I think we could talk him into it. Yeah, I think that would be. Yeah, they will get their they will get the actual official score trophies for the Baja One Thousand nice. and the official finisher pins. I mean, those are nice. Yeah, and I mean, again, I can't stress it enough. You get to do this really cool, badass long rally and the Baja One Thousand at the same time. That's gonna nothing be... like it. There's nothing been like it before. No, no. I mean, it's uh, distance-wise, yeah, you get close, but definitely not with a live clock the whole way down. Yeah, that's gonna be something new for these guys. But um, we can teach them. You know, you can <laughs> teach them how pull, it works. pull our knowledge and what what it takes to to deal with a live clock. How you plan your pit strategies and you know how you have your wheels and changes set up and practice it. And, nice. Yeah. Nice. We watched the lead change of the last race because they had a over, about a two and a half, three minute wheel change, and the physical lead changed uh, at that pit. It's on video. Yeah. Um, you know where you can when when you practice that you can change a Honda rear wheel in thirty five seconds. We've done it. <laughs> that's crazy. Oh man, yeah. and, and that's dealing with the change uh, or dealing with the chain and all of yeah, the stuff. Chain I mean, and yeah. brake and yeah. But um, Chris was the one that kind of kind of perfected that Chris from Wattweiler he you know, about 10 years ago you're showing me he even made little adapt little adapters that would kind of hold the chain in place on the swing arm so it wouldn't drop off and you know he had it down to 35 seconds it was awesome jeez well I I didn't to be honest I'd expect nothing less I've seen the rally bike exactly. <laughs> good nice. stuff yeah good 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 stuff all right well so I think we've touched on most of the subjects. Um, yeah. Is there any, if we can, you know, the, the, the public is welcome to, to, you know, ask me anything on that page. Uh, I'd be happy to try and answer every, every one of your questions. Um, the easiest way for me to do that is that Facebook page. And it, again, it's uh, pro moto rally mm-hmm. on Facebook. Yeah. I'll put the, uh, the link in the description of the, uh, the podcast for when it goes out. And uh, so that way we can get it. Uh, which I mean, if you're listening to it, yeah, it's on on Sunday, so it'll be headed oh, okay. headed out the door, and we'll get the we'll get some links in there to the Facebook group, uh, and let's see how fast we can grow this thing and get uh, get some rally bikes to Baja. Yeah, I'm really excited and uh, nervous at the same time, but um, that's good stuff. Yeah, well, yeah, out of the comfort zone, but into the more fun zone too. So should be good. You know, the other the one last thing is. Um, if this does become as big as it sounds like it's going to get, um, being part of the very first one is really special too. Yeah. Oh, this is, yeah. For the guys that are, and, and I think that that's going to have its draw because it, it, for two things, one, one, we hope that it grows and it continues. And then if it doesn't, it's still just, it's even more unique. It was the one time that they did this thing. It was a once in a while. It's like the Baja 2000. You know, or the Catalina Grand Prix, or the Catalina Grand Prix. They they've talked about you know it's just well we should do that you know and it hasn't happened. So if you were there, you were there, you know and exactly. So I think. This and is, the thing is, this point to point run doesn't happen every year. It's, it's usually on a two year schedule, and mm-hmm. with COVID and things, it got skipped. So um, we're not getting any younger. Go do it. <laughs> yeah, 
time to time to sign up so yeah so we'll get uh more info on that so i'll link the score website uh on there and then uh i'll link probably the road the rule book as well um and then from there get the promoto rally link as well in that so um so if you guys are listening jump back to the description and you'll be able to see that and uh and, and get some more information so nice well cool excellent yeah well, Victor, I really appreciate the chance to to you know talk about the rally and and uh, I hope it answers a lot of questions for people. Oh yeah, or if they're excited about it as I am. Yeah, no, or creates more and we get more people interested and then yeah, it's uh, off to the races. I will uh, I will probably see you before, but if not, I'm going to see you at the thousand. For sure. Okay. Good to meet you, Victor. Yeah, same here. Enjoy. Have a great evening. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Wow. We've got another rally event going on in Baja. So this is going to be interesting. Very interesting. So hybrid event. Got your sprint race, your typical Baja 1000. I don't want to say typical Baja 1000 because it is the Peninsula Run. So you do have your Baja 1000 uh, coming up. Peninsula Run all the way down from Ensenada to La Paz. Um, the one that everybody, right? The feather and the cap that everybody wants. And then now we're going to add, or there's going to be a, a, a different dynamic added to it. And that there's going to be these navigation deviations that you've got to do, uh, in this class. So this is definitely going to be interesting. I, I, this, I, I got a call earlier today and this is what's today, Friday. Uh, you'll be hearing this on Sunday, but I got the call today and, and it was like, Hey, I know you saw this. Um, this, we need to, we need to talk about this and I go, yeah, absolutely. We need to talk about this. So I'm, I'm pumped. I I'm looking forward to getting back down to Baja. It's going to be a few days down there for the, for the Baja 1000. It'll be nice to go down to La Paz, uh, and check it out again. I haven't been down there in years. Um, wish I was doing it on the adventure bike, but I rather take the, uh, take the car, you know, travel in some comfort and, uh, and follow along with everybody. Cause I think it's going to be absolutely epic. Um, so yeah, so I'm excited. This is, this is going to be awesome. We'll see about, um, I, I in thinking about it. I'd like to get, uh, maybe talk to, uh, Matthew Glade from rally moto shop. Uh, maybe we can get Mike Johnson on here as well. Uh, and talk a little bit of, you know, what, what's, you know, what's the thought process? What's the, from the racer's perspective and the equipment guy's perspective, uh, you know, what we're, what, what's coming, you know, what, what we can expect or what they're thinking. So, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm excited. This is going to be really, really awesome. So, uh, don't forget if you are listening to this episode, uh, on Sunday, we do have an episode that aired on Wednesday. It was a little bit late, but definitely a good listen. Uh, you've got Mason Klein, uh, headed to Dakar uh, this year. Actually, by the time you hear this, he will be in Spain uh, doing some stuff uh, with uh, Jordi uh, for some rally training. And then right after he finishes that, he's going straight to Morocco uh, to do the Rally de Morocco. And then from there back, because uh, then we've got the SoCal Roadbook Rally that's coming up, uh, Dan Bartolucci and them. And then you've got, after that, you've got the ride uh, with Happy Dave out in uh, Vegas. Same thing. Both rides uh, are our fundraiser events for Mason Klein's effort to Dakar uh, and talking a little bit about that. So I think it's 
you know, there's a lot. This is like the end to the rally. Unfortunately, uh, this week was supposed to be spent down in Baja doing the Baja rally, helping out with them, helping out the rally comp. Uh, but things get in the way. You know, we're still in this COVID pandemic. There's still stuff going on and it makes it difficult for people to travel. So, you know, it's it, it's very unfortunate. Uh, I know Scotty Mauricio put a lot of effort into the event and getting it going, getting the routes right. Uh, Matt as well, Daniel as well, all of those guys. So, um I hope they're down their camp and doing their thing and, and having a ball. And, and I think that uh, it is a very well-deserved break. So uh, anyway, that is this week's episode. I am glad I got a chance to talk to Andy uh, Kirker a little bit about it and and ton of racing history. So he's a really cool guy. Um, and and I'm, I'm glad that he's involved with this. This brings a whole other perspective to it because I was not sure, like, you know, who does, does score have somebody that's in their pocket that's helping. And that's, I think that was the wrong, uh, the wrong word. I'm not going to say in their pocket, but somebody that's in the organization that's moto minded, uh, Chris, <laughs> no pun intended. Um, no, that's, that has that, that mentality and understands, you know, that's taken the green flags in a helmet that understands, you know, what, what a racer's perspective is from it, uh, and brings, helps bring that in. So, uh, you know, there's a lot of stuff that's been going on and I am absolutely on board, you know, that you've got, you've got trucks that are getting faster and faster and faster every single year. Um, and, and it makes it difficult, you know, every year it gets a little bit more difficult to outrun them on the bikes. So, um, you know, I I'm hoping there's changes, there's things, there's a lot of stuff going on. This is going to be awesome. This is the perfect way of getting, uh, getting the bikes a little bit further ahead. I think it's going to be good if they go that route and and they're able to pull it off, which I think is what they're going to be intending to do, uh, with this class. So I don't know. There's, there's still stuff to go, but time to go. And it's, uh, this is going to be awesome. So, Hopefully you guys got the information that you need or get a little bit more, uh, get some of that curiosity going. Like he said, and we said uh, Pro Moto Rally on Facebook. So go join the group, uh, ask the questions, and they'll absolutely help uh, answer them and and, uh, be a part of that. Um, I know that the guys from DS Pro are in there. So if there's questions about uh, the you know, how, or, uh, what should I say? Logistics, things like that. Or maybe you're looking for a bike to rent for this. Uh, I know you could get in on that one. Um, and then definitely, uh, a couple of shout outs, uh, through the episode. Uh, but we did talk about it. Uh, Chris over at Rottweiler for stepping up and putting the, the, uh, the money in for the event, uh, for the class, I should say. Um, and, and getting that going and giving these guys something to shoot for. Uh, Daniel Velasquez, I know he's been down there, uh, with Carrera, Carrera, Siete, Siete, doing their thing. Um, and I mean, the, with Knight Rider and Fast House as well. So, uh, and, and Knight Rider, if you guys say a lot of people maybe know them as the mountain bike company and stuff like that, but, uh, the helmet lights, I know they could do, they do stuff that'll, that'll get set up on that. But if you're a moto guy, you know, the red light that you wear on the back. So, um, you got that stuff there. And of course, always the, the fast house gear looking fresh. And so now that this sounds like a commercial, let's go with the outro. All right. That is a wrap for the chasing waypoints podcast this week. Hope you guys enjoyed the show. Don't forget to like and subscribe if you like what you heard. We are available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and a bunch of others. Also, follow us on social media. You can find us on Facebook under Chasing Waypoints, Instagram, Chasing Waypoints underscore official, and of course, 
the YouTube under Chasing Waypoints. Hope everybody has a good week. We will see you guys for the next episode. Remember, shiny side up, and don't forget to tag us. We want to see where you guys are riding and what you guys are up to. Have a great week. <laughs>